Hello. It's been a long time since I shared anything on this podcast. So today I went out and about and I went to a lake near home or current home. And I hope or maybe you can hear some of the nature sounds around me. The waves, little, little tiny waves crashing, birds chirping and such things. It's, it's quite the challenge to find a spot to record a good audio out here. And actually I planned to record some video as well with my phone, but then my phone decided that it only has 20% battery. And so this is not going to be on YouTube, but it is just going on the podcast. Um, I plan to do a little bit of an update episode since the last content piece that I shared on YouTube or the podcast for that matter is like two months away or two uh, over almost two months gone. There was the course in between, but that was a little bit of a different thing. So now it's time for a little bit of an update, sharing what's been going on, what's been changing, some of the thoughts that I've been having and developing and such things. First thing I want to mention is that I actually am recording on a completely new setup. It's a completely new podcasting setup, which is the Zoom H5 audio recorder and the Shure Beta 57A as the microphone. And one of the main reasons I got this setup is because before, whenever I wanted to record something outside, I always had to bring my computer and the ADR2100 microphone, which is a USB and XLR microphone, but I only could record with my computer because I didn't have an audio recorder. And I also am planning on doing some podcast interviews. And so with that as well, the ATR2100 was the only microphone I had. And now I have two microphones, I have the audio recorder, and I can record without using my laptop. So that's one of those early things. And I'm also planning to create some content around these microphones, the setup that I'm using for this podcast. Um, and it mainly has to do with the fact that the first iteration of the specific microphone from Shure was a counterfeit. And that's something that I want to address online because I think it's really annoying. So from there, I want to kind of like talk about someone that also inspired or still inspires these podcast solo updates, which is Craig Adams. I just on this way here listened to the podcast that he recently published. Um, and he does these kind of solo episodes on his podcast as well as YouTube channel. And I think they're really, really insightful and authentic. Looking at a lot of the creators out there and the specifically the YouTube content or also the Instagram posts, oftentimes all we see is the amazing things in life and that's been kind of a trend and a loophole that I've been falling into myself and also orienting myself on the successes of others and listening to creators like Craig Adams about his struggles and maybe also the things that went wrong over the years even though he built a fairly successful business and um made money doing so, lived a pretty extensive or a pretty amazing lifestyle, even in New York City, which is a relatively expensive place to live. 
uh, hearing in his podcast about his struggles, the uh, struggles around building a business, the um, knowledge that he was lacking in certain areas and now building back up and the specifically tax problems that he gotten himself into and a little bit of a debt and stuff like that. I think it's really important to show those aspects of life as well. And this is the same reason why I feel so inclined to share on my YouTube channel the way I do, because I feel that it's so easy to get lost in the people that have hundreds of thousands or even millions of followers and think that they don't have any problems whatsoever. I am learning more and more that a lot of those that we look up to or that I look up to, they actually have their own problems. They're all fighting their own fight. And we are all trying to figure this out. And with all of that, like Craig hits on some of those points. Sarah Dietschy also recently, um, I heard something about her talking about being a freelancer and uh, struggling because you don't, it's always all on you. There's no one you can turn to or if you're, if you have, a sick like if you're sick for a week you're just simply sick for a week and nothing nothing really gets done there's many reasons why for example an employed situation is easier or something where you um where you have more of a stable income more of a stable life you can uh, basically give uh, responsibility to your boss or to your colleagues and stuff like that but if you're freelancing you're simply working for yourself and you're always to blame for everything and you're also the one that gets to have the successes and celebrate those for yourself. But as Craig and also Sarah mentioned in their respective podcasts or YouTube videos and stuff like that, always having the pressure on your shoulders is something that is not easy. At the same time, looking and uh, working for a normal nine-to-five job or something like that has its downsides as well. And there's a good reason why certain people choose to be freelance or entrepreneurial uh, compared to going into an employed situation. And then there's good reasons why people choose it the other way around. I've been struggling with exactly this issue or this decision for quite some time now because my freelancing and my business uh, life isn't going as strongly as I would like it to. It's not building as quickly. It's not getting traction as quickly. And at the same time, I'm very much aware that those, like the reasons why it's not doing better is also because of me. And that's a pain, that's, that's kind of a painful realization uh, because again, being freelance, being entrepreneurial, being self-employed, you are to blame for pretty much everything. And if you just not do something or you you do something differently for the for a certain amount of time and i'm going to talk about certain things in a moment in this area your business is going to starve in a certain way and sometimes you have to make hard decisions to cut down on your income to be able to um, move forward in other areas of your life and hopefully those attention diversions they're going to pay off in the long run. But before I talk about more of those areas, I want to touch on to another topic that's been one that Craig Adams also mentions a lot or that also is a big topic on his YouTube channel, which is minimalism. I think it's quite interesting to look into the creator community and online world in general because for 
the last year or so, minimalism and essentialism has been getting a lot of traction. And there's different creators online. There's Matt Diavello, there's Craig Adams, and certainly there's many, many more who are proponents of this lifestyle. And I find it quite interesting because I think that it's not something very new, even though like coming into the main uh, coming into the mainstream basically it is something that has been getting a lot of traction in recent times with the documentary from the minimalists with the uh, tidying up netflix series and the creators like adams and matt diavella i think it's really powerful to build a life around minimalism and to um reduce your spending in certain areas reduce the things you own reduce the stressors in your life essentially um, because i think that a lot of minimalism is not necessarily about owning just a certain amount of things it's way more about being intentional with the things you own and asking yourself why you have them for me for example it's never been about owning a hundred items in my backpack or something like that it's about owning the things that make sense to own and selling or net not even buying the things that are not going to be helpful in my life i am someone who still has a storage box in the cellar of my mom's because that's where i want to keep certain things that are not replicatable and i have very fond memories in um, looking through old photo books that my parents had from their uh, younger years or from things that that you can still flick open and have a book or maybe even a dvd that changed your life in some regard and i got rid of a lot of things over the years and i find it quite interesting because every time i open that box or open those two boxes in the cellar uh, it seems like i can let go of more stuff even further and oftentimes I just take a photo, uh, maybe a quick video or something, store it in my Google Photos, and then I can let go of the item much easier and not hold on to it. So this is mainly true for things that are kind of broken anyways, and so it's not really sensible to hold on to those things. But basically, I think that thinking about minimalism in the way of reducing stressors in your life, reducing the amount of cleaning you have to do, reducing the amount of storage you need. If you need uh, external storage, it's even more so a topic to think about uh, that you're probably, or like you may, you may even be paying for storage space for things that you don't really need anymore. And obviously also uh, minimalism for me, for example, helps in terms of having the ability to live a location-independent lifestyle and not be bound by a place as much because i don't have so many things that i have to put into storage i don't have my own apartment at the moment where i kind of have to think about what's going to happen with that space when i'm not there there's other ideas around owning a place because you could of course like you could rent it out uh, sublease it you could airbnb it and stuff like that and those would be extra income sources potentially even but at the same time those are more stressors in life and more and more I've been thinking that a life without those physical stressors, without the in-person stuff, without the physical things in life can be much easier. And living a location-independent life with maybe one home around the world and then investing money 
in other means, for example, in uh, index funds and stuff like that, where it's really passively growing, whereas even owning your own apartment or owning multiple apartments is a lot of work. And this is a topic for another day altogether, but minimalism in all areas of life and focusing on the most important aspects instead of everything at the same time, uh, even if it just takes two minute, uh, two hours a month or something, it's still time you need to spend and worry you have to do if you are someone who worries easily. With that being said, minimalism can also tie into different things, and that is work, for example. Um, I recently finished the book Deep Work, and it's an it's a really, really cool concept because it shifted my energy next to some personal happenings. This book shifted my thoughts from a aspect of always working to more of a deep work philosophy. I recently noticed that I'm I'm walking much, much more. I'm much, much more outside in nature and even according to my iPhone health app uh, since I've been using those and since iPhone is uh, tracking those things. Like since 2014, I've never spent a month walking as much as I have these last couple of weeks. And it's been incredibly powerful in slowing down and figuring out priorities. But at the same time, it also had a side effect, which was that my main work is lacking or it's going down. It's not as important right now anymore. I've been reducing a lot of things in my life in the last few months, which is I have reduced my social media uh, consumption and interaction. I've consumed much, much less overall. Uh, I'm reading more books. I'm writing more. I now use handwriting and fountain pen writing more than typing. I meditate more instead of watching a lot of YouTube videos and stuff like that. And it's been really, really powerful to go out more to consume less, to write more and think more and do those things more deeply. But at the same time, it was incredibly frustrating or it is incredibly frustrating because I am usually of the energy of working a lot, getting on my computer and being there for a lot of the time. I recently had this thought that I actually had this feeling of if I just make myself sit in front of the computer eventually I'm going to be productive. If I just sit there for long enough, uh, I will get these things done. But I think more recently I noticed that that's not necessarily the case, that procrastination takes account for almost any time you spend on your computer if you are not cautious of that. And I certainly have been in that loophole and uh, losing my time in those areas. So now with having read the deep work book and spending time walking in walking meditation essentially or uh, in thinking about things working through certain questions that i have in my head problems that i'm struggling with and then going back to my computer might be a smarter idea even though the last few weeks my computer had like a force field around it it felt like i couldn't even go there unless it was incredibly necessary and there was a deadline looming. So it's almost like a, a pause or a reset button that has been pushed. And I never spent as little time as I have on my computer these last few weeks. And I also have never walked as much in nature as I have these past few weeks. So those were really powerful 
changes. And with all of that thinking, with all of that walking, comes a lot of priority setting and rethinking about priorities in my life and what I want to be doing with the future. And just like other creators, I think that there is something to be said about the expectation that we set for ourselves and also sometimes about the expectation that we put ourselves under by publicizing our plans. For example, in the in the last half year, I've published a couple of videos on my YouTube channel about software projects that I was working on. I've mentioned many times that I want to do more podcasting and, and stuff like that. And these public declarations of what I'm going to do have been painful sometimes because I might change my mind later or I might shift my priorities and not do those things right now. And yet, even though I only have a handful of followers or a couple of hundred of people that are even watching my videos, even that is something that has been putting pressure on me or more so I've been putting pressure on myself because of those declarations that I made in the past. And resetting my vantage point, resetting my viewing of those things and being open to change, being open to make changes that are better for myself has been a huge factor in my happiness and in my ability to also move forward and actually work on something. Some of the examples are that I recently archived pretty much everything that has to do with software projects, be it something that I call Schedule Us, which was something that I recently live-streamed about, uh, be it Push Notice, that is a project that is actually live, but I'm not um, working on it. And I have a handful of other things that I've been starting, as I've been working on, I've started multiple times, I've set them aside multiple times, and I always try to get back to them because it feels so bad and so sad to just let them go and let them die. But at the same time, they are not the main priority for me. They are not what makes me get up in the morning and be excited. And so I think there's an important aspect of doing what is exciting and also doing what is important. For example, if you have client work to get those things out of the way in a timely fashion. And that's been something that I've been working towards to kind of like put more focus on that Uh, get the work done that is also bringing in the money and then give myself time to enjoy life, enjoy nature and then come back to my computer when the time is right for that. Come back to recording a podcast when it feels good. So that's been some of the explorations that I've been going through and another area that I wanted to touch on is the fast-paced world of social media because that is one of those huge aspects in... um, attention grabbing nowadays like this world that we are living in i mentioned a couple of times i cut back on twitter instagram facebook and all these media outlets especially the different streams that are available there the messaging itself with individual people is actually something i feel quite fond about and it's really really powerful that we have those abilities nowadays but the attention grabbing feeds that are basically making money with your time and with the time you spend on there that is something that i think needs more consideration um thinking about where you want to put your time if you really want to scroll through a couple of instagram posts by someone or if you want to spend your time reading a really good book and with something that someone has put a lot of effort into and now 
like I feel that if I scroll through Instagram, yes, there are some photos that people take time and they edit on their computers and then they put them on Instagram and they write a nice description and they are taking time for that. But it's never uh, comparable with something where someone actually sat down for a year writing, editing and then publishing a book, for example. And so I want to get more into the area of long form content, uh, long lived content, more of the thoughts trumping the visuals, for example, um, recording a podcast interview or creating something like this here um, instead of a nice photo. And for quite a long time, I felt like I have to post daily um, daily vloggers were the norm at that time about a year ago it was so popular to do daily vlogging and stuff like that and I tried those things and not only looking at it from a consumer perspective but also from a creator perspective do I really want to create every single day or do I have days where I just want to experience something without my phone in my pocket without a camera around my neck and without microphones in the backpack and I think that that's true. Like I want those things and I don't want to create every single day because it is incredibly stressful to do that. And just like that, the consumer has to think, do you want to consume every single day or is it time to create some days? Is it time to put the phone aside and have a sabbatical, uh, maybe not scroll through Instagram for just one day and see what happens with that? And generally speaking, I found myself happier and much more free to do the things that I desire to do when I'm not consuming as much of those daily pieces of content. It's putting value on the experience itself and working on deeper meaning, thoughts, knowledge, um, really getting to the ground of something, uh, getting to the ground and core of yourself, uh, journaling techniques and journaling every day, journaling handwriting with a fountain pen, if you if you choose that, it's something that I've been discovering uh, more and more, and it's been incredible, especially with my horrible handwriting. But it's it's really encouraging you to to step outside of the rat race, so to speak. There was this whole push of rat race and stepping out of it with money, but I think there is another push with the social media world and attention. Stepping out of the rat race of attention. And so I am stepping out of that more and more. I am stepping into what I want to do, uh, sharing when I want and what I want, stepping away from my feed or my profile has to look beautiful. It only can have certain quality videos because quality is subjective at the end of the day. And if I want to just bare bones, shoot a video on my phone and put it on YouTube, I should do that because it's my profile and... I am the creator behind it. There is something to be said about creators like Linus Media Group and Linus Tech Tips or Marques and those kind of like high quality content channels that are very thoughtful about what they create and, and how they do that. But we also have to remember that they weren't there 10 years ago. They often started with someone just in front of their computer with a webcam and creating reviews about products and stuff like that and nowadays at least for me i always feel compelled that if i don't have the level of peter mckinnon or marquez uh, i'm not going to be valued in the youtube world 
And I think that that's not true. I think that there is a place for everybody and there is a place for different kinds of creations at different levels and that they're loved for different reasons. And there's people who will never watch my stuff and there's people who will never watch Marquez or Peter McKinnon or Gary Vaynerchuk. Like this in this entire universe of content is a un incredibly democratic place and you can publish what you want at this point in time at least uh, with in certain bounds and we all heard about the EU changing the laws of copyright and how platforms are going to change on those things but without those like we have to have certain boundaries and, and we will learn to navigate them but even within those bounds we will be able to create our unique content and we shouldn't let us be bottled down by people that have much higher quality than we do and we shouldn't feel to to need that level of quality we just need to make what it is what we are creating and be free to create exactly what you want to be creating so uh, share what you think is in this moment share Uh, the photos that you take even if they're crappy and sometimes maybe you need to share nothing at all if you don't feel like it that's certainly the approach that i'm more and more working towards is that i want to share on instagram every now and then but i don't want to feel the pressure of what it has to look like or how my feet has to look like if i do so um, maybe sometimes I share pictures from the past and sometimes I share pictures from the moment and sometimes I share a picture that I took three days ago. It's all relative, but it is you, it is me, it's the content that I want to be creating, it's the content that you want to be creating. And all in between those things, I think that documenting the progress and documenting what you are doing and sharing those things for a future in which you can look back and say, yeah, that's where I come from. That's what that's where I've been. And now I'm in a different place. And now I create with a different level of quality. That's why I find it so inspiring and, and really incredible. Um, if people don't uh, hide stuff on their YouTube channel and they just unlist the videos and you can actually go back and go onto their account and select the sorting And I think you can do that on the mobile as well as on the desktop on YouTube. You can sort the pictures by popularity. You can also sort them in a way that you can see the first ever uploaded video on that channel. Sometimes those videos aren't there and uh, you will see something that is fairly recent because people also um, sometimes unlist videos that they have done really early on because they no longer want to be seen as what they were doing at the time. But for some people, that is really, really cool and really powerful to see that people looked differently, that people had a different camera, that people uh, had crappy sound, for example. Like all of those things are real. And holding yourself back just because you think that you are not good enough in the here and now is something that's really not good for everybody because that way you hinder yourself from even starting to grow. And I know that I am... 100% uh, also part of this problem or I am I'm victim to this situation because I make decisions based on those things I I make decisions like I don't want to create a podcast if I don't have the right gear or 
I need my camera to be with me if I want to do a photo or a video and I'm not going to do the same thing with my camera on the phone. Um, and I'm trying to break those things open. And for example, I've been taking more photos with my phone instead of bringing my camera and packing lighter and lighter to kind of like put it back to the basics, bring a pen and a book into a cafe and write for a little bit instead of bringing my laptop because it can do more. Uh, sometimes being more minimalistic in pretty much anything in life uh, has helped me to refocus and find what is important in that very moment. And I think this is where I'm going to leave it for today. Uh, please let me know your feedback on anything that I've been talking about when you listen to this or uh, yeah, reach out on either Twitter. I am there for the conversations. I'm not really there for the feed. Uh, or you can reach out on other means, which is uh, visible on my website, chrisspiegel.com. And you can also find that in the podcast description. And so I hope to connect more with more people. I hope to get more done and be back on my desk for the deep work um, more. And I hope this was an interesting exploration around all kinds of topics. And I'm looking forward to creating these kind of overview episodes and maybe even more topic-driven episodes more in the future. I definitely feel more inspired now after having taken this couple weeks of a break and refocusing and just changing my, my reality a little bit. So I hope you have an amazing day and I'm gonna walk home now. See ya! <laughs>